Hi, everyone. Rex Aldana here along with my buddy, Mark Stevens. Hi, Mark. Hey, Rex. How are you? Are, I'm doing great, Mark. We're back for uh, another episode of our podcast, episode 23. This time, we're going to talk about the Annie Lennox collection, which was her greatest hits compilation released in 2009. But before we start all that, we'll just kind of catch up a little. How have you been, Mark? What's been going on in the world or your Eurythmics world? The Eurythmics world. Ooh. <laughs> same old, same old. <laughs> yeah, but, just, uh, uh, still basking in the glory of the rock and roll hall of fame no oh you know it's interesting that now we're voting on or they're voting on this year's new nominees isn't that isn't that crazy when it first came out and i thought gosh has it been a year since we started voting the last time and it was you know i will say i want to say and i like a lot of the people that were that are nominated this year but i'm telling you it is not whatever whatever it's going to be that concert that we went to, that we saw, uh, that Eurythmics were part of, that was a concert for the ages. There yeah. were a lot of good groups being inducted, and I don't, I don't think this, the, this next class is not going to be uh, like that. And I don't mean to diminish anybody. I just mean th there were just so many incredible people. Yeah. Uh, we we got to see quite the show. We did, and, uh, and, and this yeah. year's show won't be nearly as long either. That's for sure. No, I don't. So. I, I am. I, I'm going to say who I'm hoping for. Okay, yeah, uh, I'll say as well. I'm, I'm hoping for Cindy Lauper because, yeah, and I think she's is she still leading? She's had been she number is, one. Yeah, she is, uh, which is kind of a surprise in a way to me, um, because she's kind of like Eurythmics. You know, she's not necessarily completely in the public eye. Uh, all the time and I followed her all these years mm -hmm. but and uh, love her and of course Kate Bush I'm thinking okay people you have to put Kate Bush in I'm sure last year after what happened with her you know monumental amazing success because of um, of the tv show right. um, that they were saying man we really wish she'd, we'd put in Kate Bush because because can you imagine her part of that other lineup but yeah. I'm thinking she has to get in this year uh, because, you know, no one could have predicted what happened with her and and uh, running up that hill, which is it's just one of the best songs ever written. Uh, so I'm hoping those two. I don't know. Who are you hoping for? Um, well, Kate Bush as well. I think she deserves it and has long deserved it. Um, I love the White Stripes. And I don't think that they'll probably get in this year, but I'm voting for them because I really just love the White Stripes so much. Um, and the Spinners, who I grew up listening to, I just, the Spinners are one of my all-time favorite groups. And I just have many fond memories of hearing all their music as I was growing up and my parents played their records. And so I really hope they get in. I mean, I really, I hate to say this, but I hadn't thought about the Spinners in years. And then all of a sudden here they are being nominated and i'm also pleased to see that warren zevon is so popular at number three you know mm -hmm. one kind of hit that werewolves of london but he's known as a songwriter and 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 musician and collaborator with lots of big people so i think the industry loves him and i think they want to recognize him for that and i think that's um overdue as well of course he's he died i think in like 1990 or something but mm. but yeah yeah so always good to see a bunch of uh, a good mix of people so yeah yeah and um yeah of course joy division and new orders together as one they've done this with other bands as well i, I hear this is not like a, a new thing um but i find that interesting i'm not sure that uh i necessarily agree with that but okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe separately However, bands together i'm not so sure but yeah yeah i i think that's a worthy um induction if that happens as well yeah so. They have a lot of fans and they were very important to uh to uh, to new wave and dance music so yeah it's a it's an interesting lineup and um i have to say i'm more interested in, in it now that you know my favorite band has has gotten in there <laughs> yeah does it, does it, there's no there's no pressure <laughs> right. Right. not that there was supposed to be pressure on us but yeah i kind of felt that over the years once they once they were nominated once and didn't get in i'm like what <laughs> So. And of course, this is the this year is the 40th anniversary of Sweet Dream. So we're all wondering if Sony Music is going to do anything to commemorate that, any kind of special releases. Um, we've heard nothing. Who knows? But we'll see. No, well, you know, I'm, I'm hoping so. I think it's uh, an opportunity that they 
should shouldn't be looked over and there's so many great opportunities great things they could do uh, i mean even if you know what was the, the they did something with the uh, um a charity a few months ago where a special uh, blue vinyl for sweet dreams i mean just things like that if nothing yeah. else you know i'd love you know some music we may not have heard or some remasters we don't have you know lots of opportunities out there but i'm just thinking sony come on yeah it'd be uh, nice do to something. maybe have like a deluxe reissue of the album maybe like maybe in a box set maybe the same album that was released a few years ago remastered with maybe an additional vinyl with mm -hmm. some rarities you know from that period and then perhaps a remastered blu-ray of the live from heaven concert all in one little package oh, that'd be and, and that'd be and you know there there's there's songs that weren't on that original uh concert there um if somebody wants to let me in on the into the archives i will find all these things and <laughs> and let them know about them i know anybody, I think, anybody who wants to do that i think the fans are maybe the fans are better equipped to do this than the people actually doing it you know you know i wonder if i wonder if record uh, labels ever do uh go to fans uh, and say can you help us what 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 do you want what are we missing yeah. because i think you know we have a different viewpoint uh than even the artist does because they look at this differently they you know uh and we've talked about that before on on podcast you know yeah it's it's, it's a different kind of thing but we are the consumer so we do know sort of what we're wanting to do what we've got out there but hey here's hoping if Sony's listing, yeah. Well, we know on. that we know that the label, you know, reaches out to to the fan sites and stuff now and again. But I just think there's so much more that fans can offer them. Um, just in the simple thing like timelines. I mean, you know, you'll be listening to an interview where where Dave or Annie is saying, you know, and and we think this, you know, we think this was in 1987. But we all know it was 1989, or we don't know it was 1985, or whatever. We just know. We know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. uh, it's, it's things like that to... that I think are valuable, like pinning down times and and and. Uh -huh. anyway. I just I think I think a, a box set in a heart shaped box. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so super! I mean, it would just it's 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 ready made for that. You know, it'd be so beautiful. And yeah, that would have had that would have been great for Valentine's Day, huh? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I would have had to have been planned last year, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, it'll work anytime. It'll work anytime. But anyway, but right. this podcast, you know, this is the first for us on this podcast. We have never done a podcast specifically about the music of Annie Lennox. We've done Eurythmics. We've had an interview with Dave, of course. Um, but just, just talking about an Annie Lennox album... We've not done that yet. And how many were in? We're 23. Is that what you said? Yeah, 23. Yeah, well, yeah. I think we'll, we're obviously we're going to branch out and discuss Dave Stewart albums, Annie Lennox albums, you know. Yeah. Um, it, this is obviously the natural thing to do. Um, you know, <laughs> will we ever run out of topics to discuss? I don't know. No, we will not. <laughs> we will not. We will, we'll, we'll, minute detail we can discuss about Eurythmics. We've discovered this over the years. So I know nobody can see this, but I'm holding up the vinyl edition of the Annie Lennox collection. Of course, the Annie Lennox collection came out in 19, uh, I mean, sorry, in uh, 2009. And uh, 2009 in the U.S. So we're, we're oh, right, right there at the anniversary. Uh, just right over the anniversary hump. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was between um, Songs of Mass Destruction and Christmas cornucopia, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, it's funny as I get older, I, these these lines blur. You know, when yeah. I talk about the '80s or '90s, I know every year, but not anymore. <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a greatest hits collection, and you know, Mark and I were talking before we actually started recording about how you know when the Arrhythmics put out a greatest hits album, they had already put out eight albums or not. <laughs> Annie Lennox, you know, had a couple of you know was it four albums you know but hey um if you look at the track listing here these are all strong songs that um you know if if not were huge hits resonated in some way you know so yeah. i don't know should we just go down the track listing and talk about them or uh yeah and it's it's, it's interesting too uh and you mentioned it you know that, that it, it did come out on vinyl and um and I have a copy of it on vinyl, but you cannot find that on vinyl today. It's not. It's not available anymore no, on vinyl. It's out of print. It's a as big as vinyl is at the moment. Yeah, 
double gatefold vinyl. Um, it's beautiful. And um, yeah, I mean, um, as we speak, there are like two of them on eBay. <laughs> not putting a plug for ebay or anything but one is over a thousand dollars the other one is approaching like six hundred dollars so people want these and uh gee you know if, if the label were just print to print some more of those they'd make a lot of money wouldn't they well apparently but the people on ebay wouldn't be happy because they're coffee <laughs> well but they could still say i guess the original but okay no one's getting my vinyl copy and not no. even for twelve hundred dollars although i have to say <laughs> that could be tempting <laughs> that pays part of a mortgage you know but uh, yeah I mean, but then but then you don't have it anymore you know you i know? think i think somebody is saying I, I i don't really want to give this up but if someone is gonna offer me twelve hundred dollars i'll give it up but it's not going to be me anytime soon yeah but, no, um, i don't think i don't think i could give mine up so you know it's interesting to me it was that this album this the the Annie Lennox collection was released in the U.S. a couple of months before Europe and the U.K. and yeah, and think, thinking back on that, you know, I had sort of forgotten that, yeah. and I even you know like was it was emailing people. I'm like, is this accurate? Do I have this correct? And apparently that's true. I don't know why that was the case. Maybe it was something to do with, you know, she, so she could promote it or something. Um, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that was like with, uh, was it Diva? Yeah, Diva came out like about a month before it did in the state in the U in the UK before it came out in the states. Mm -hmm. So that happens sometimes, you know. Um, well, it makes sense. They got to fly around the world, you know, promoting it and stuff. And sometimes yeah. they. Uh, but um, let's say it was. The traditional album, of course, all these albums, especially back in that time period, were doing deluxe editions. We'll get to that. But it had 12 tracks, yeah. 12 tracks. And um, you want to go through the list? You yeah, want, you, you know, um, I don't, we've discussed a lot of these songs before when talking about, well, these are solo songs, so maybe not. But it's interesting that Little Bird is first, you know. Um, mm. I mean, it's a great song and all that. and was a big hit. I, I, you know, if I was assembling the track list, I might have gone in, in, in sort of chronological, like I would put Y first, you know, mm -hmm. and then walking on. Well, the it is interesting that they have three diva tracks that start the album um, yeah. Little Bird Walking on Broken Glass and Y. Mm -hmm. um, and then it starts deviating between the albums. I think probably Little Bird is maybe sort of her anthem, you know. It's also a punchy way to start the album. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not. Of course, if you think why is not a punchy way to start an album, why was a lead single from a debut yeah. solo album? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, what? <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it, it is kind of a signature song. And, and um, well, she performed it at the, uh, at the Olympics. Yep. Rather mm -hmm. spectacularly. Oh, yeah. Well, so the track listing is Little Bird, Walking on Broken Glass, Why, No More I Love You, Precious, A Whiter Shade of Pale, A Thousand Beautiful Things, Sing, Pavement Cracks, Love Song for a Vampire, Cold, and Dark Road. So we get two from um, Songs of Mass Destruction, um, two Are from... Are you looking at your CD? Um, uh, oh, let me see. Because well, the, the vinyl has two extra tracks, Pattern of My Life and Shining Light. Oh, sh oh, sorry. Sorry. Yes. Yes. I forgot. Yes. That's on page two of my sheet here. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, those actually are very important songs because those were the new songs. Right. So, yes. Sorry. And, and they were put on the end, which is interesting because the ultimate collection with Eurythmics bookended the two new songs, right. one at the beginning, one at the end. And I'm right about that, correct? Yes. yes. Um, yeah. So that's interesting. She put the two new songs at the end, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, but so it was a 14 track, 14 track album. Sorry. Yeah. We get things wrong here sometimes, but we correct ourselves. That's what we do. That's right. <laughs> um, and our are always right. <laughs> here's an interesting thing about this album it has seven number one songs on it now let me explain that because you might be saying huh what are you talking about but there are seven number one songs on here and i'm going to tell you what they mark, are mark i just have to say that was very very well done what you just you know this what, what? i can't even repeat what you just said but it was just the way you did it, it was just... 
<laughs> well, it was, it's because we can see each other. It feels like this is a TV show or something. Anyhow, go ahead. Sorry, I'm 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 directing you, aren't I'm like I'm pointing at you. That's what I'm doing. But listen, listen to this, and and this was interesting because I was going through it and I was trying to, you know, I was trying to think, um, you know, how did how did she decide on these songs? And not that they weren't singles, I get that, but there's some singles that aren't here. But listen to this. So Little Bird was number one on the U.S. and Canada dance charts, but number one, Walking on Broken Glass was number one in Canada on the singles charts. Why was number one in Italy? No More I Love You's was number one in Canada, Italy, Spain, and then on the U.S. dance charts, Precious was um, not number one, but it's number seven and number 12 in Canada. But A Water Shade of Pale, now catch this. Catch this. I'm going to count this, okay? It was number one on the U.S. hot bubbling under the top 100. So that means it was 100. But it literally... There's but a there chart. Is a, there is a chart for the yeah. There's a chart for bubbling under, which means it's basically 101. But it was listed as number one, so I'm going to count that. Yeah. And a thousand beautiful things was number one on the U.S. dance charts. Mm. Pavement cracks was number one on the U.S. dance charts. So there you go. There's a lot more number one songs on this album than you might think. <laughs> so and i'm uh, sure wasn't love yeah. song for a vampire number one somewhere in some format no i couldn't and find that, that number three probably top three, three yeah okay. yeah but anyway so i find that fascinating yes that, that is fascinating. Know, thank you for that and the different countries that, that 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 it was number one in and and diva was really huge in italy i mean you, you go through some of the other singles and it was really big there so um well, uh, so you kind of look at that. You you kind of might look back on it and say, "Oh, well, it you know, her greatest hits didn't have the big singles like the Eurythmics did, but yeah, maybe so." You know, she sold a lot more in the U.S. than Eurythmics did. That's what her solo career was bigger here for Diva and Medusa, at least, um, than Eurythmics were. Well, it's, it was Bear, fascinating. Bear didn't do so. And I mean, at last count, number, a number of years back, Bear was uh, approaching platinum. It was like at 700,000 or almost 800,000. And that was a, a number of years ago. So, But it, it debuted, I think, at number four. And then Songs of Mass, Mass Destruction debuted at number seven. Mm -hmm. So um, she, was, she was still bringing in that, at least that initial and, uh, nostalgia thought. did so well on the jazz chart staying in there for oh, a yeah. year and then it, and then mm -hmm. even came back at some point later it was resurfaced on the jazz charts and um while you don't sell a ton of records being on the jazz chart the 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 longevity of it and just being on the chart um and the fact that she resonated so well with jazz people who buy jazz records you know mm -hmm. um, yeah that was quite a triumph for her that album i think so, you know, let's talk about um, the track listing. Do, what, what, what do you like about it? What don't you like about it? Anything that you would say, I would have done this differently? What do you like about it? Well, I'm so, I'm kind of an ordered person, you know, so I would have done it and I would have done it sort of like the Eurythmics Greatest Hits did where it was kind of more or less in chronological order, just because that's uh -huh. the way my head works. Like if I'm looking back on, a, on someone's output, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to think about the beginning through the end not i'm not going to randomly pick here and there although you know you do think about certain songs but you know randomly but so i would have i would have gone i would have started with why walking on broken glass but of course releases are different in different countries you know they don't right. always so what what is sequential for me may not be sequential for mr steve gaylor you know right yeah precious would have been before broken glass and in some places but it wasn't here yeah. So we're kind of accustomed to, you know, what was it here? But, right. um, uh, you know, but I, I but think... having said that, I don't have a problem with the way they, with the way I do like I, the show. I do like kind of a good shuffle. If you, if you want to know, you know, um, um, my partner, Dave hates it when we're listening to an album in the car and I, sh I shuffle an album that we don't listen to it in sequential <laughs> order. But I say, you know, if you know an album well enough, you, you know, it's okay to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, this album debuted, at, or no, not I shouldn't say debuted, but it reached number two in England, number two in Scotland. 
uh, number three in uh, Ireland, four in Italy, four in New Zealand, four in Norway, um, seven in Croatia. Uh, uh, but in the US, it, uh, it topped out at 34, although now this is interesting, US top rock albums, number 12. So that's odd to me too, because I don't think people really think of Annie Lennox's solo career as rock, but these are the way music wants, wants to divide you in certain ways. But no, did very well, went platinum. Right, exactly, you're right about the divide. Uh, did very well. But, um, you know, I think I would have done a few things differently. Um, I would have, um, I would have done like the um, single mixes for Little Bird and Walking on Broken Glass, because Walking on Broken Glass has such a really great um, yeah. single mix. It's right. just some little flourishes. Right. And I think that would have added to it. It's more special. As our friend Maureen used to say, it was more punchy. She used to more say punchy. That. <laughs> 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 you know, so, um, and I'm, I'm glad to love Song for Vampires on it because I think that's good. I think the thing that I never quite understood and let's talk about this, but why put a little love in your heart is not on this because, because that is Annie Lennox's biggest quote solo hit in the U S yeah. that's a top 10 hit here. Yeah. Um, and now I think we probably know why it wasn't on because I think in for all intents and purposes, it was a Eurythmics duet with Al Green. And we, we don't really know. We've never come to, we've talked about this before. We talked about it on a holiday podcast, I think, but we, I don't know why Dave produced it, but it was, uh, you know, I don't know if that was an, a record label kind of thing uh, or, or how that came about, but it, it's always kind of perplexed me because if you're doing her solo career, as a retrospective album, it really should have been on there because it, it was a, yeah. a big hit for her. Yeah. But my guess is too, she didn't think of like this for the Annie Lennox collection either. So, you know, but it, to me it was like, well, if you're gonna do a retrospective of your solo career, it had to be there. Yeah. But I guess her solo career really started with Diva in 19. 92 right I, I wonder if maybe the reason why they if if it indeed was a label a label thing where they said annie lennox and al green and not eurythmics with al green is, is because maybe eurythmics with aretha franklin didn't perform as well as they had hoped i mean it only got to what 19 on the chart you know and wasn't even played very much in, in the region of the country i lived in um so i'm wondering Maybe they thought it's more sellable with Annie Lennox and Al Green. Well, not about maybe that that could have been possible. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Sisters has gone on to become huge, and it's the well, iconic. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know. I mean, I just I just think it would have benefited from that gravitas too of that duet. And um, but you know, I guess it's not. So I'd be interested in what other people think if it should have been on there. But the other song that is not on the album that is I cannot understand is Into the West. Now we can get to this. It, it is on a special edition as a bonus track, but let's face it. This is her Oscar winning, Grammy winning, Golden Globe winning song, Into the West from of course, Lord of the Rings. How is that not part of her? And, and that they put it as a bonus track kind of shows like, well, we knew about it. We didn't just forget about it. Right. But I mean, how do you not have that on there? Because it, my, my first it, thing would be it's a licensing thing because of the movie. But if that were the case, it wouldn't be on there at all. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. You're right. That is very curious. I mean, it, is it, it because was, maybe it wasn't a bigger hit or something? You know, I, it wasn't. Well, there's there's lots of things on on you know, once you get past Diva and Medusa, there's a lot of things that weren't necessarily big hits. Some of them weren't even proper singles, uh, but um, it Into the West should have been on the main album. Um, it was, you know, it was the highlight of not. I don't I mean I don't mean it like that. Um, a high point 
in her later career that she's standing on the stage at the Oscars accepting an Oscar. And and she won a Grammy for it too. I mean, so it was it was a huge monumental moment for her, and I think she thought so too. So, um, don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's curious. Um, you know, I'm thinking maybe I it would have been a good idea maybe start the album with Shining Light, kind of like they did with I've Got a Life. That mm-hmm. might have that might have you know. Well, you know, when you do that, you're trying to give the album like some kind of like current, re- you know, relevance, like, hey, there's mm-hmm. this new song on here because, you know, you know, it, but there's also a greatest hits going with it. But I don't really think, I mean, they recorded, she recorded two new songs, but I don't know that it was necessary. It was to help sell the album, but not necessarily to propel some kind of an image, you know, like, like, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm trying to say now. Like, this is the path I'm going on or, or. You know what I mean? Or or like a tour or something, you know, like maybe here's a couple mm-hmm. of new songs because I'm going to go out on the road and do all these old songs. But here I'm going to have a couple of new ones, too. Like so many artists do. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, that, that's not clearly that's not what that was about. So, yeah. And, and so and the two songs, of course, Shining Light, which was a cover of from uh, an Ash uh, cover mm-hmm. and uh, Pattern of My Life, which she renamed and was a song originally called Closer Now by Keen. It was a B-side on a, and that, and she apparently asked, could I rename it Pattern of My Life? And so, I, you know, I think that, you know, the lyrics are very, very much Annie Lennox. They, I think both these songs fit her style very well. Definitely. And um, I like them both. It's, it's interesting, you know, this album got delayed a few months because she heard her back in Mexico. Remember that? Right. And it was supposed to come out a few months before, but she heard her back and she couldn't do the promotion and stuff. So they had to move it. And years ago, you could find that both those songs had slightly different versions that was going to be released originally, slightly different versions, which I've always liked. I've, I've heard them, that uh, they never came out officially. Um, and Shining Light had a really cool piano uh, intro and I think they brought in Stephen Lipson and he kind of like tweaked him a little bit and Pattern of My Life had an interesting uh, uh, intro with Amy or, uh, and where Annie was uh, sort of doing sort of, sort of vocal hijinks or whatever you might call it um, but um, so that was interesting that there, there was a little bit of change just because there was a delay there and they kind of tweaked it a little bit more Yeah, but um and they both had well let's talk about that so this album um had a special edition with a dvd so um that had her videos on it but what's not on that video is love song for a vampire and it originally was supposed to because the early um uh the early press on it 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 listed it but it ended up not being on it and i'm assuming did we ever hear officially was it some sort of licensing agreement licensing agreement or something it must be that i I don't remember but it must be that it's it's always a licensing thing when it comes to music and movies now and now you and i bought something recently and i don't think we've talked about this on a podcast but there was a special edition of bram stoker's dracula (laughs) what was it 4k 4k right yeah, special edition. With with her music video on there. The first time, ever, they've had several special editions of that movie over the years, but this is the first time they've had the video on it. But you were disappointed. Talk was, about that. The, the video was not remastered at all and frankly looked terrible. I mean, I have better looking copies that I've recorded off the television that look better than the video they gave us on this thing, which is amazing to me that you're going to put this on a 4k disc you know and promote it that yeah. it's on i mean Although yeah I, wait a minute i could be wrong there might be two discs and you know there's a four a 4k disc and a blu-ray as well a lot of 4k discs come with a blu-ray as well so that, it does but it's on the 4k disc is it actually on the 4k disc yes i was gonna say it might yeah. be on the, yeah it's on the 4k disc not even in high not even in high definition like in standard definition like we're talking old school you know 
And, and I don't understand that. Disappointing because that was the main reason I was excited because, you know. That was the only, only reason I bought it. <laughs> only only half the movie is good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, half, half, the movie, half the movie is good. And then the credits when you hear Annie Lennox. Right. It comes back to being good at that point. Uh, but, I mean, um, breathtakingly good for the first hour. And then all of a sudden it just falls apart. But anyway, that's a whole different story. But That's um, a whole different podcast. That's a whole movie <laughs> podcast. But it, it did have this DVD of her videos, with the exception of Love Song for a Vampire. Um, and um, there was a little bit of controversy with that, too, because the DVD, sort of like what we were just talking about, didn't live up to our expectations in quality. Right. And that, yes. that they weren't remastered. And I don't even know if that, you know, I don't know that people were necessarily, quote, remastering videos at that point in that and sense. That's a good but, point, yeah. but it didn't look as good as it should. I mean, we were accustomed to Eurythmics Greatest Hits um and how good that looked and yeah. ultimate collection on how good that looked and one and, could say those look better than 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 the videos on the annie lennox collection did those oh they did videos look, did. look better than that and i remember at the time that um annie actually sort of brought somebody from the record label kind of up front and said well you can talk to him and you could actually email someone at the record label and i remember i did and I said, I don't understand how um, you put something out from someone who is so famously known for her videos. And the videos don't really look as good as they should on the DVD. I'm grateful to have the DVD. That's cool. But um, they didn't look they didn't look as good as they should have. And and I think maybe it was the it was the time period. You know, it was the time period where. Uh, YouTube was getting really big and people were watching things on their smartphones and all that kind of stuff. And maybe the idea was, well, it's good enough for that. Right. And, right. but and, and not right, it was before they started remastering the videos because, yeah. um, you know, people can, people consume this stuff. I mean, well, gee, when, when suddenly YouTube became integrated with people's television sets, that yeah. I think maybe became a game changer because the video quality had to improve. Cause you know, yep. if you look at some of the older videos on YouTube, on your TV, they look there, they look, they're all pixelated. So they have to be re redone or I'm not an expert on mm -hmm. that. They need to be redone for that, for that kind of format. So yeah, that's when I think people really started thinking about it. So I just think it was bad timing maybe, you know, and, but it probably but clearly there were better, there had to have been better versions of those videos out there because like I said, I mean, I have ones I've recorded off the TV that look way better than those. Yeah, I would, the rather, one that, I would rather watch my videotapes than watch that disc. Yeah. The one that struck me was little bird and it just didn't look good enough. It didn't look, it, 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 it didn't. And, and, and it's such a good video. It's such a good video. Right. And you know, you, you really wanted to watch that and, and it just, um, like you said, I had better versions that had been recorded on VHS, right. you know, and um, and of course that was the disappointing thing because Little Bird was never included on the two Diva video albums. Um, there was Diva, the video album, then Totally Diva, but Totally Diva still didn't have Little Bird on it. <laughs> and you could still argue that the video clips on Totally Diva or Diva look better than the ones oh, on, they do on the they TV absolutely TV. do yeah. and so that was kind of a strange thing but hey let's talk about uh it did have um the uh, video album did have um something so right and waiting in vain on it as well and waiting in vain is such a great video man that's a great video i don't really know why waiting in vain and something so right were not included as audio tracks on the album they were singles they certainly could have been you could have included this something so right that had Paul Simon on the vocals. Uh, so that would have been a cool thing to have on the album. But, you know, we don't make these decisions. But we should talk about the two. Well, there's four video, four new videos, really, that we get on that DVD that we're complaining about. But, okay, let's, let's talk about the good things about it. So you get four new videos. But, of course, two are the new songs, Pattern of My Life. But, you know, what's interesting about that, too, is that it used her artwork from the, the bear uh, era where she did, you know, she, and she had a, 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 an art exhibit and, and she did all of that self um, portraiture that she used on the album cover and different things. Uh, and so they used that. And I thought that was a cool way to use that. 
Yeah. And it also, wasn't that around the time she was doing those uh, sort of like, not, they weren't really paintings, but they were more like photo collages. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She was selling a lot of those lithographs on her website and stuff. That uh, Yeah. So it's kind of neat like that. So I think but, that was um, in that, she was in maybe in that frame of mind for that video, you know? And also but, um, it's an easy, probably easy video to do because you don't actually have to like film. Mm -hmm. You know, you've already got the images and you're just manipulating them. But the, the shining light video, man, that's one of the best videos. I mean, that's I know, one of her better videos. It's hilarious. The, I'm surprised that wasn't bigger, to tell you the truth. I mean, I thought that yeah. that seemed like it would be tailor-made for VH1 or something, you know? Yeah, that people would be talking about it. Right. And, and I, people I would like it, you know, like the song, too. People that I played I, I, the song for liked it. Yeah. Well, I had um, I, I have a very a younger friend of mine. He's he's twenty years younger. We one of our best friends, and but he's he's younger than we are. So he he didn't grow up with Annie Lennox, and he loved Shining Light. He would go play it for people his age, you know. And at the time, I think he was like in graduate school or something, and uh, you know, and people really liked that song. But I remember him watching the video, and again, he didn't grow up with Annie Lennox. He didn't realize. I guess we should say here, she. She plays all the people in her band, the singer, the drummer, the keyboardist, et cetera, et cetera, the guitarist. And they're all in different costumes, but it's all Annie Lennox, of course. Uh, if you if you haven't seen it, you must go right now to YouTube and look at it. Right. But he didn't realize that it was different people playing Annie Lennox. I mean, it was Annie Lennox. Oh, he didn't realize that it was Annie Lennox playing all the characters, I should say. <laughs> so that was your opportunity to introduce him into all the Eurythmics videos of all the various disguises. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, he, he was totally surprised by that. But it's so, she does that, she did that so well. It's so funny. And she really breathed life into each one of those characters. Mm -hmm. And it and what the a great like, way to do that. The one who's like chewing gum, kind of nonchalant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the good, yeah. Uh, and this, of course, it's, it's I, we should say, point out, the whole thing is very Go-Go's-ish. You know, it has a very mm -hmm. Go-Go's look to it. I don't know if yeah. she was like paying homage to the Go-Go's, but uh, there were some similarities <laughs> there, you know. Well, you know, the all-girl band. So, yeah. you know, that kind but of I thing. But I mean, you know, it's, yeah, so. And, and, and again, you know, she did what she did with that song, what she did with No More I Love Yous. Uh, the original songs, both of those are so different Right. To totally, totally different, um, you know, from vocal delivery, everything. And man, she made that a pop tour de force. What a great song uh, Shining Light is. I mean, you yeah. can't not put that on and, and be a happy person. Right. And just, you know, it's such a great song. I remember but, having some people over one time and I, I turned it and you know how it just starts all of a sudden, you know, with Roma yeah. Candle. I mean, every almost everybody in the room was like, they all just like stood at attention, like, what's this? And uh -huh. the conversation yeah. stopped and they were like, what is this? You know? Yeah. And, you know. It should have been bigger. But, you know, yeah, she but the same thing with No More I Love You. She turned, she turned uh, a decent pop song into a pop masterpiece. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, really that song, you know, we were talking earlier, you were talking earlier about, you know, her biggest solo hit is Put a Little, uh, put a little or yeah, Put a Little Love in Your Heart. Um, but, you know, No More, is a, no More I Love You is, did so i mean it may not have i think it only what what 23 on the chart 23 mm -hmm. but it had this these legs that lasted forever and it won the grammy mm -hmm. and it won got so much radio airplay more from what i remember i heard no more i love you's more than i ever heard any other annie lennox song back in the day now you never hear no more i love you's um but well, I, I think i would have heard broken glass more but but yeah, no more I love yous was it hung around. It hung but, you know, around. Little Bird here was not was such a big hit around the world, but it was not a huge hit here, with the exception of the dance charts. But it only got to like forty nine, which never made sense to me that it sort of stalled after her success there. It was so. picked up by you know like alternative rock radio played it. You know, where some of them, I think, were were not so keen to play Why or Walking on Broken Glass because it wasn't so maybe like electro alternative sounding, whereas mm -hmm. Little Bird was. So I remember being surprised hearing Little Bird on on like the more alternative album stations, whereas I was hearing Walking on Broken Glass on more of the pop stations. 
you know. Mm-hmm. But hey, multi multimedia exposure or crossing over is never a bad thing. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it, 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 and, and a lot of people, you, of course, that was a covers album, but a lot of people here, at least, here at least, did not know that original song at all. And, um, and it seemed very much like an Annie Lennox song. Oh, that it's something that Annie Lennox could have written. Exactly. That, you know, and she, she delivered it so well. Um, and I've but always there, thought that, uh, oh, sorry. I always thought that, uh, it's a challenging song too. It's long. It builds mm-hmm. slowly. And it, if I had heard that, if I heard that song for the first time and somebody said to me, do you think this would be a big radio hit in the U S I would have said, probably not. It's long. It's almost, isn't it over five minutes or close to it? It's, it's clo- closing in. Yeah. And um, it, it builds very slowly and it has very odd lyrics. And I just thought it, frankly, that it was a triumph that it became as big as it did in the U S you know, um, mm-hmm. because it was not a typical pop song in any sense of the word. It was odd and it stuck out and it was fantastic. Yeah, it it, it was weird and it was bizarre and it was so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Annie Lennox, even post-Eurythmics, you know, it's the thing. It was the kind of song that we would have, you know, expected from Eurythmics because it was just weird and different and right. fabulous and <laughs> just everything about it, you know. And um, yeah, just... And um, it it um, it resonated, but and I think one of, like a lot of her things, maybe it resonated, but sort of slowly. It kind of moved around, and you know, it wasn't all at once with a lot of her solo stuff. But it it, it hangs around, and different people discover it at different times. And um, yeah, it's like Winter Wonderland, you know, mm, yeah, non-existent early on, and then became became huge, you know. Although we have heard from some fans that it got a lot of airplay in certain markets. I, I was in the San Francisco Bay Area market and tell you, and I didn't hear Winter Wonderland all that much when it was first released. But then, of mm-hmm. course, then what became number one Christmas song for several years in a row for a while there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, weird. I love that when songs build slowly or they're, you know, they discovered over time. Yeah. Well, Kate Bush can tell you all about that. <laughs> I wish something like that would happen with the Eurythmic song. <laughs> Uh, you never know. You never know. But uh, anyway, there were two other videos that we got with that album that we'd never seen before. But there's a story behind that, too. So we got videos for A Thousand Beautiful Things mm-hmm. and um, Pavement Cracks. Um, and she hadn't released videos from those for Bear. Now, she made videos... And you can find those on YouTube, or you used to could, and that she apparently didn't like. She she wasn't happy with them. They were both made sort of, you know, overlaying images, and it was wasn't she was it, she was walking down the street in London or whatever, yeah, or somewhere, just, somewhere in the UK for payment. Were, were, and, yeah, and very similar things for. Um, they seem well but, done, like like. You know what I mean? Like they were going to do something with them or, or they don't seem half finished. I mean, yeah, maybe there could be some post-production or whatever, but they seem like the concept is pretty much there for what they wanted to do. But like you said, mm-hmm. I, I think maybe she didn't like it or it wasn't what she wanted. But, you know, and at the time, you know, of course, uh, Bear struggled to, to find the same kind of audience that previous albums did. And I think part of that was that there was no video and she was so well known for that. Um, they they weren't videos that uh, you know were. But it's it's odd to me because she had videos, yeah. but even then, she she clearly said I don't I didn't I don't like what I did I, I I don't like the finished concept so I'm not so even when she had this greatest hits album, and it had a DVD. She didn't say, well, let's go ahead and we'll put those out. We never did. So so she did a live version of uh, A Thousand Beautiful Things, I think. But the video for um, Pavement Cracks is really kind of strange. And, and I really, it's kind of intriguing, really. It's um, footage, and, and I'm thinking it may be footage from the uh, live concert that she did. I think she recorded in Canada and it never was released. Yeah. Uh, that's a whole other podcast right there. But um, so and it's, it's this weird footage that's just kind of 
it strings along and it comes from different aspects and and it reminds me of the tours that she did for for uh bear and then with sting um sort of the the way she looked and she was and i have to say she was so beautiful on those tours she 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 looked really wonderful she looked great she looked really healthy and all that and she She was glowing yes she was and um those were such great tours and such great memories so i love having that it's a weird kind of video i have to say it's a strange video um but i I, you know it's it's kind of intriguing uh you kind of just keep watching it because you're kind of like and it's got that time clock up at the top, you know, yeah. like a, a video time clock, and it changes right. all the time. So it it snaps in and out because it's different. Um, it's like a weird video, like, like, like raw footage or something, you know. Like- yeah, yeah. So, uh, but um, hey, it's there. So it was something new. So that was kind of cool. It's always cool to get something new, even if it's like, okay, yeah. it's it's not like the video for Norma No More I Love Yous, which of course is an artistic yeah. triumph. But you know, hey, from a for a fan, I thought it was. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, really, that video for No More I Love Yous is something. And even Whiter Shade of Pale is a great video, too. Um, yeah. Yeah. I remember but, uh, uh, she's in that bear suit, and, you know, and, and she's riding around on the swing. And she kind of looks sexless, you know, because the whole bear suit is, 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 is like straight. There's, you don't see any breasts. You don't see it's, and then, you know, she's got the shorter <laughs> hair. It's, it's, it's another way. It's, it's slightly androgynous in a, androgynous in a way. Um, I'm just there, trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to imagine what you're talking about. Well, you know, <laughs> she's, she's the androgynous bear. <laughs> <laughs> she's a, it's, it's cocaine bear. No, I'm kidding. Um, oh yeah <laughs> the new movie <laughs> but, we're, we're going to see that tomorrow anyhow okay. um, no she's on the swing and she's kind of you know lunging way back and the the bear suit and it's all like you know like is that a, a guy in there or a girl you don't know because it, it's all and her hair is short and she's known for the androgyny and i just always thought that was very um a very slyly uh subversive in a way okay. it actually titill- it actually titillated me a bit i'll admit that <laughs> okay people you have no idea what you're going to get when you tune in to this podcast (laughs) that's a totally different podcast it's a totally different podcast you know what i don't i'm i don't i'm proud to admit that (laughs) i I love it i love it Uh, and we're not going to get in on the clown part and the the suit the clown suit i'm not even going there so (laughs) you mean for the perform for the live performances, yeah. Yeah, the, the live performance with the clown. Yeah, yeah. I saw That's that a performance weird. live on Tonight Show where she stood on the chair. I tell you, it was oh, an wow. audience audience full of Midwesterners on vacation, and they were very confounded by her. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember the, outside in line, they were like, "Who is this Annie Lennox?" And I'm expl- trying to explain to them, you know, she's this, you know, she's been around for at this point, she'd been around for over ten years and was quite successful and. And uh, or more than then, at that point, and you know, and I, I was, you know, I was talking about what a great voice she has, and she's known for that, and you know, and then she delivers this kind of muted, on purpose, <laughs> muted, weird version of, you know, which was I thought was very avant garde and very well done. But I, those people must have thought, what was this guy talking about? <laughs> yeah. And then she stands on the chair at the end, you know, and they must have been like, what the. But I thought it was the great, you know, I, I thought it was fantastic. A great performance. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, just, I have to point out behind you, I know everybody can see this, but you have this collectible of uh, that was at the record stores. Oh, yeah. Which contains this little, uh, these, this poster that was given away if you bought the album. Yeah. And you actually yeah. have the promo display with the poster sitting in. And I have that as well. Yes, that. Um, if you in the U.S., if you bought the Annie Lennox collection, you got kind of this free lithograph. And uh, yeah. in the record stores, they had a little display with Annie's picture on it, and the, and the lithograph sat inside it. Well, I have to tell a funny story. I went to this Barnes and Noble; they had it on display, and I said, "Hey, do you think when you're getting ready to take that down, I could either buy it or have it?" And the guy says, "He goes, sure. He goes, um, if nobody wants it, I'll I'll call you and 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 you know you can have it." And I gave him my phone number. So about two weeks later, he calls and he goes, hi, this is the guy from Barnes and Noble. And you wanted that, you know, that Annie Lennox thing. I said, yeah. He goes, well, nobody wanted it. So you can have it. (laughs) And I thought, thought, 
<laughs> okay, great. I'll take it. But, you know, I mean, I mean, how many people actually come in there and, and ask for things, you know, but. Well, okay. This guy, I did this guy the... was super young. He probably, probably not all that familiar with Annie Lennox, you know? So I just thought it was kind of funny. I did the exact same thing at my Barnes and Noble and I went up to them and I said, Hey, if nobody wants that, could I have that? They gave it to me right then. Oh, and it had, and it has like 20 posters in yeah. it. It still yeah. had 20 posters in it. And uh, I have to say, you know, and I thought at the time and remember, you know, if you, if you bought the album, you could have this poster lithograph. It's really well done. Yeah. It's, it's got nice images list. from her videos and things on it. Yeah. But I think it's too, but I think the thing was that would have been a big hit during the during the career of Eurythmics. Um, but you know, by that point in her career, you know, a lot of people buying that were not going to go home and say, "I'm going to put this poster, for lack of a better word, on my wall." You know, you know. And as a teenager, I'm like, "Man, that would have gone that would have gone on my bedroom wall." You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. but, uh, so it was kind of a weird kind of thing to be giving out for an established artist of that age um i don't know i just i thought it was kind of a weird kind of thing to yeah it almost like do. it was playing it was playing to the longtime fans obviously but the yeah. fact that they would just get they just gave it to you even before the promotion was over i mean what does that say <laughs> yeah it probably says like we've got other things coming in and we we need room uh, <laughs> do you remember when uh when No More I Love You's came out as a single in the U.S., they sold the the single with a with a Medusa pin. Do you remember that? No, I don't remember. No, I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, no, it was a it was a little. Uh, it's a pin of okay. You know the alter, alternate version of the Medusa cover where it it's more of a full full head and shoulder shot, and it's yeah, more, I've got it, that. It's more of more kind of to the side a little bit. I think I've got that pin, but I didn't get it with the single. It's a cardboard pin. It's made out of heavy cardboard. It's not even like plastic no. or steel. But it was they gave it. It was bundled with the single, you know. So when you bought the, you got that. I, so, I don't. I don't think I remember that. I, I may have got definitely. that, but who knows? But I was not a big fan of the single. So <laughs> I remember I before singles. I thought, wouldn't it be a great idea to have cassette singles or singles? But then once they came out, it was like. This is so you're the, you're the person responsible for the single. <laughs> you dreamed that up and it happened. <laughs> well, once you yeah, once you realize that you couldn't carry all these stupid singles everywhere that had two songs on them, you know. Um, yeah. They're great for collecting, obviously, but um, yeah, they didn't. Uh, so we should probably we should probably talk about, too, that the iTunes store, remember, iTunes store was fairly new at that point, you know what I mean? iTunes store that had two bonus tracks to the album, if you bought it, you would get acoustic versions of Broken Glass and Little Bird. They were both really good. Mm -hmm. And then there was a special edition, limited edition, you know, disc that you could buy. I think, did it come out here or was it just in England? That had the bonus, it was just in England, I think right? that was just in England, yeah. The only way you could get it here was digitally. Yeah, and it was uh, into the West. Hello, mm -hmm. why that's not only you know we've already talked about it. That's well, my maybe big they movie. that's a carrot to get you the to get you to buy the the deluxe edition. Well, that that may be true, but it needed to be on the official anyway. Ladies of the Canyon, uh, her uh, Joni Mitchell cover, which had been on it was a Medusa side, Medusa yeah, side, yeah. and then Hush 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 uh, with Herbie Hancock, which. Uh, she'd released Apollo great Apollo, song yeah. many rivers to cross which she performed live on one of the idol gives backs that is that's so a good. great song you know and that that was a charted song in the u.s i think it right? got to like 97 or something like that but it, it, made, was, it made the news that it charted yeah <laughs> that was hey, when all that was new <laughs> it was even higher than that number one bubbling under it actually <laughs> beat the bubbling under uh dream angus which is her great kind of folk um, okay let's song. stop for a second i love dream okay. angus love isn't that a great song and I, obviously i'm thinking she must have sang this to lola and talia when they were babies you know or children but it's i think she so... must have been her mother must have sung that to her yeah exactly think. exactly um it it's so beautiful and it's haunting, but yet in a beautiful way. And um, you know the way she delivers the with 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 the is it a Gaelic accent? I'm, I'm or mm. Scottish accent. Um, mm. It's just 
beautiful. And of course, I had never heard it before she put it out. Oh, no, I never heard and, that. Yeah. And um, I've now heard other versions, you know, but it's just, um, it's just beautiful. Just gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, it really is. And I'm, I'm glad it's on that. Uh, also, Mama, she has two different versions of Mama. If you look that back up during the day, um, that was on a compilation album. And then um, uh, Everybody Hurts, uh, a duet, a live duet with Alicia Keys. And it, uh, oh, and it is, is the bonus disc uh, ends with Every Time We Say Goodbye, which, of course, is from the Red Hot and Blue album, The Cold Porter quarter cover i would have put i would have put every time we say goodbye on the main album Me too. because i think that is the signature song of hers right. it wasn't a single it wasn't on one of her albums but it was it connected to people yes. and uh it was at that time of you know um of her solo career starting and i i would have put that on the main album because i think it should be i, I think it's a signature piece from her People, and I would say, listen to, to jazz music and not necessarily modern music and, and who have heard that song. I've heard this from more than one one person that that is amongst their favorite versions of mm, that song is, is, her, mm -hmm. is hers. And these are people and that she don't had even a, listen to current popular music. And she had a great video for that, too, which could have been on the DVD, which it's not. Yeah. But uh, beautiful video, beautiful video. She's watching watching uh, mm -hmm. footage of the filmmaker. In fact, there's, um, I just saw a recent video by a, a younger artist. Uh, I can't think of it who, now who it is, but they were using the same concept with the showing mm -hmm. the film on, on her face. I mean, I, I know a lot of people have done that, but um, yeah, there's a great video. I would say about the duet with Alicia Keys, <laughs> everybody hurts. It's six minutes and 17 seconds. I will just say this. It could have been three minutes and it would have been better. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is a bit. Yeah. I would it, 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 it's one of those things sometimes you can go on a little bit long and i think right. that was one of the cases it's it's a it's a cool version but i just think it went on too long um being honest just being honest here um but um you know it was um it's 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 so it's overwhelming to me actually rex when i think about how long ago that album came out um are you talking about the Annie Lennox know, collection? The Annie Lennox collection. Oh, how long yeah. ago that was? Isn't that amazing? I mean, how long ago? Fourteen. And um, you know, and she's only had um, a Christmas cornucopia and um, and nostalgia. Uh, nostalgia since then, and you know, this huge chunk of time that we've not had any. Well, she and she had that little four-track album with the instrumentals. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't forget that. Love but. Yeah, well, good for you because I wasn't about to try and pronounce that. <laughs> no, watch. So I may, I'm, maybe I'm pronouncing it all wrong. Oh well, I have no idea. I'm not going to attempt it. Butterfly. <laughs> Butterfly. But um, there is one of know. those songs I really liked, actually. That, that you play and it's very, you know. I mean, I'm not. I, I don't dislike any of them, but there's one that's almost kind of like a sort of like a single. You know, it's it's a little bit more accessible <laughs> than the rest of them. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's always it's always good to play. You know. Um, it's 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 it, it, um, I, I don't want to say background music. I, I think that's kind of rude, but it, it is interesting. And uh, I, I'm I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm grateful for any new Annie Lennox or Eurythmics music. I would take it. Uh, I was happy to take a four track album of instrumentals. I was happy to take it because it was something new. Um, so, and I guess that's the thing that's disappointing when you realize how long ago this greatest hits package was. And I think it came about because she was ending her contract with Sony. And I don't think that was a happy ending necessarily. I don't think she was happy with the promotion they did for songs of mass destruction. And I think there's a lot of, um, I think she's correct on that. I don't think she got the promotion she should have had because I think that's a great album. Mm -hmm. Well, that's another podcast. Um, but if you think about that, since then we've not had a lot from her, and um, and um, and I hate that, and I hate that, and I, and I know we all really want something, and you know it'd be great, but we do. We have the thing that Annie will say to people sometimes when they say, "Oh, we wish you had a new album." She's, she'll say to them, "Well, I've got a huge catalog out there," and she does. And she does. We have to say that the Eurythmics catalog, the Annie Lennox catalog, they they're big. 
that yeah. there's a lot of songs this this collection alone it, it it's a good uh, observation of that but it doesn't keep us wanting more right. <laughs> it's very human we want the more the casual listener you know the 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 fans you know we've digested all this stuff so you know the entire catalog we know it um but again, yeah. having said all that you know they don't nobody no artist owes anybody anything you know nope and mm -hmm. i and i want an artist to make a record when they want to because you know mm -hmm. we know annie lennox isn't the type of record to make a record because people want her to she'll make it because she wants to and um you know who knows when sparks sparks will hit See, I'm trying. I'm being all optimistic. Well, I, I I think you have to, and I think and I think that is correct. I think you you don't know when inspiration is going to hit, and if you are an artist, I don't think you can just. She's never forced anything, and we don't. We would be wrong of us to to say that she she should just do it because we have no right to say that. Just right. as no one has any right to say to me or you. Uh, what we should be doing or, you know, right. you know, and, exactly. and, um, and um, we would love her to, we would love her to. And, um, and uh, I think she can add to her catalog if she'd like. And, you know, the rock and roll hall of fame was uh, proof positive, you know, she still got it and nobody, but nobody watched that concert on HBO or wherever it was shown around the world mm -hmm. and didn't think, Wow, she's still got it. She's still fantastic, mm -hmm. and um, and and so is Dave Stewart. I don't want to diminish right. Dave at all here. Dave and Annie, um, the, whenever they do something, they do great work, uh, and uh, and and I'm certain if something comes out, uh, it will be great because it always has been. And we all have different viewpoints on what's great and what's good and and what we'd love to have, and uh, we're not all 100 percent all the time here i just said it a few minutes ago you know but um you know that's what this podcast has always been about you know right. hey let's look at it and discuss it and break it down and what do we think about this right <laughs> and what do we think about bear suits i mean i don't know <laughs> <laughs> certain, certain types of bears <laughs> well, actually, there, i guess there aren't certain types there's just a bear suit right well no they have those bear suits that are kind of like you know they're kind of big and bulky to make them and then there was the bear suit like she's wearing that looks more like a like a halloween costume you know what i mean where it's yeah just, you know but all right we're back we're back on the bear suit we're getting off that <laughs> you brought that up <laughs> <laughs> i did i did i'm a terrible person well oh, um, nobody listens to these podcasts nobody will even hear that oh yeah absolutely no one's listening okay yeah <laughs> all those people in europe yeah um no oh, that's the, that's... the yeah we got um yeah, we've been at this over a year now, and, and um, we got a lot of listens from all over the world, and from some pretty, been, pretty remote places too. You know, yeah, hasn't that been fun to kind of like go through the the analytics and like, oh wow, yeah. well, you know, gonna, people I'll, are I'll go through some really quickly right now before we end this podcast because okay, um, so now this podcast is all about us. Let's do it. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. You share so, these things with um, me from time to time. World listens. World I listen. Mean, we have people are listening in, wow, like Rwanda, Albania, Morocco, Latvia, Bosnia and Herzegovina, uh, South Africa, Lithuania, Czechia, which is now the new Czech Republic. I learned that when I was there last year. Hungary. Philippines, Turkey, oh, poor Turkey, uh, mm. Bahamas, Indonesia, Puerto Rico, Vietnam, Croatia, Pakistan, Slovakia, Russia, Russian Federation. <laughs> well, and I'm assuming Canada, the U.S., if, anyone's, uh, if anyone's listening from Russia, we did not start the Ukraine war. Putin did. Ooh, we're getting political on our podcast. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. Of course, United Kingdom, Australia, Canada, Germany, France, and of course, all over the U.S. I mean, it's weird to think that, you know, somebody might be listening to us in like some far-flung country in the Middle East or something or in, in Eastern Europe or, or Asia. 
hearing the sound of our voices as they sit in their house or wherever they live because they're interested in Annie Lennox or Eurythmics, you know, that's just wild to me. You know, you're Mark, people are listening to your voice in Vietnam. Um, I, I apologize for that to everyone <laughs> in Vietnam that they have to hear my accent and my my voice. Oh, and people so love listening. the accent. People, they're, they're listening to these two guys, both of us who grew up in the South. <laughs> you in Florida, uh, me in Tennessee, but uh, neither one of us lived where we grew up. But um, yeah, so uh, I, I, I yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm 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 grateful that people are listening in all these different places. But you know, they're not listening because it's us. They're listening because the music of Dave Stewart right. and Annie Lennox has somehow connected with them over the years. And Annie Lennox just made an Instagram and Facebook and Twitter post just the other day that Sweet Dreams, what is it, a billion um, streams, yeah. streams, yeah. And I'm I'm proud to say I do not do a lot of streaming. I buy my music to listen right. to. I don't do a lot of streaming. Uh, kind of, it's it's not my cup of tea. But uh, a billion listens to Sweet Dreams, and how amazing is that? And I think she said something to the fact, you know, that that very little places in anywhere in the world that that song's not been heard. Yeah. And well, what must that feel like to to have created something like that? You know, very few people in the world of any kind of thing, there's things, you know, the iPhone, for example, or whatever, but music, that you've created something that almost everyone in the world has heard. That song will be, uh, you know, will be around forever, you know, for eons after we're all gone, you know? it. I think it'll be, you know, it's like the songs you hear now from, you know, that are standards from the 1800s, you know, My Darling Clementine and all that kind of stuff. I mean, <laughs> That's, you know, I mean, that's what it is today, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, everybody knows it, it's going to go on forever, it'll always be, I think we'll always be archived and and remembered and, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> there's a show on the, you know, I don't know if you've heard of it, the Orville, it's a, it's a uh-huh. Star Trek show with Seth, Seth uh, McFarlane, but they're listening, and that show is set like thousands of years in the future, but they're listening to music from our time, you know, <laughs> You know, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. Just a t- it's just a TV show. But when you see that, you think, yeah, that could happen. You know, people, mm-hmm. it can live on like that. Yeah. Well, who knows if, if there are other worlds with life, they may, they may be streaming sweet dreams right now. We may not, that may be happening there. Go and think about that. People <laughs> new podcast coming up aliens who are listening to your music. Sweet yeah. Dreams is is drawing alien life forms to the youth because um, <laughs> they, they just cannot believe that this monumental piece of music was created by the human race. And so they're just coming to uh, uh, either that or to uh, enslave us, one or the other. Uh, <laughs> peace is just a word, people. <laughs> uh, aliens coming. But uh, anyway, uh, a great podcast. A great, great to talk to you. It was, uh, it was nice, nice to say, let's yeah. talk about Annie Lennox solo, which we had done. And we'll, we'll we'll probably we'll get to her solo albums one by yeah. one we'll do diva and bear and yeah. all that at some point bring I some like other bands on i love that album it's my bear favorite. is a love vinyl it. release on white vinyl absolutely mm-hmm. sony right. if you're listening <laughs> thanks everybody for listening we'll be back again with another one soon see you rex right. bye mark